Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 198, Procrastination. If you have been uh, in my world for any time at all, you know that typically my podcast episodes are released on Thursday. And here it is, Friday. And you're wondering, oh, is that where she got the topic from on procrastination? Actually, no. I am like every other woman, I think, in the world around the holiday season. I'm just trying to catch up. So much happening. Uh, We had a great time with our family. A few of them got that stomach bug that's going around, but um, we really enjoyed our time together. And it's interesting because some people have heard me talk about what we do to celebrate Christmas in our family. People I don't even know. And they have come up to me and said, hey, so-and-so told me that you did this, and I just want to tell you, we're going to start doing it. So I just want to share it with you. And this way, maybe you can prepare your mother or your (laughs) mother-in-law. You'll have a whole year to prepare them. Um, What we do in our family is we celebrate as our whole family, the complete family. So I have seven children. Four of them are married. We have um, 19 going on 21 grandchildren. And rather than invite all of them over on Christmas Day, which causes them to be in the car almost all day, probably going from one house to the next, um, and also doesn't allow for them, if they want to have a really peaceful Christmas, starting their own traditions in their family, what we decided to do instead was say, if you're married and you have a family, technically you're not invited to Christmas at our house. (laughs) We tell them, go do your thing. Go figure out how you want to create that kind of uh, holiday and the traditions for your family. And for my adult children who are single, they're invited. And we have just a Christmas dinner. My mom came over and um, we have a nice Christmas dinner. We have just opening presents between those of us, um, my husband and me, my mom, and my single kids. Then on Feast of the Holy Family, which is always the first Sunday after Christmas, that's when we have our full family celebration. And everyone comes over, and we have St. Nicholas come, and the kids get their gifts from us, and we exchange gifts with our children. And some of them, um, some of our adult kids who don't have the cost of having a lot of children, they um, pick a name and they exchange their own gifts. So that's the way we do it. And actually for the last two years, I have been ordering Pizza Hut pizza, which is so out of um, my expectation zone. I love to really um, entertain well. I love to celebrate the holy days, the holidays um, with fine china and crystal. Yep, I do it all. I bring out you know, the um, tablecloths and the candles and the centerpieces, mostly because I don't want our grandchildren to um, forget that. I I want them to be exposed 
to celebrating with refinement. I just think it's a nice way, a nice touch to make, whether it's the holy day or just a holiday like Thanksgiving, um, to make it special. But with as large as our family is, I decided that with Christmas and because of all the gifts and everything else, we're just getting pizza. And it's awesome. We got, um, this time we got, I think, eight pizzas. And um, I think next year we're going to add another pizza. (laughs) So anyway, that's what we do. And I just wanted to share that. Okay. Procrastination. What is it? Well, procrastination is the act of delaying or putting off tasks until the last minute or past their deadline. It's putting things off, delaying the action of a task. What do we put off? Well, many, I know who you are because I am one of them, to be honest. Many put off cleaning. They don't stick to their cleaning schedule. Many put off laundry. And so at the end of the week, they have 10 loads of laundry to do. Many put off difficult conversations, which only makes it more difficult to have those conversations. Maybe it's committing to a better eating plan or working out. We say, right, the typical, I'll do it on Monday. I'll start it on Monday. I know that there are many times where I've put off my prayer time. Why? Because suddenly laundry or some silly task around the house was really, really important. It's so dumb. So we put off prayer time. We put off the things that will be good for us, but may be a little difficult for us to begin. Or just for me, it's very difficult to stop action and sit. It's just my thing. I am Martha through and through. And to find the balance between Martha and Mary is my constant struggle. Maybe you're someone who knows you need to have a meal plan, but you put off actually sitting down and creating the meal plan, which usually takes about 10 or 15 minutes. So instead of committing to freezer meals, so you have things in the freezer to pull out, every day is a struggle at five o'clock. What am I cooking? Some of you who are working outside the home, you may also put off work projects. There's all different kinds of things that we put off. Why? Why do we procrastinate? Well, we procrastinate because we are unable to manage that negative feeling that's associated with the task. Maybe it's boredom or anxiety or insecurity or frustration or resentment or self-doubt. Maybe we have a low tolerance for anxiety or we don't have structure in our life. Or maybe it's just simply the inability to motivate ourselves to complete an unpleasant task. We give in to perfectionism. Our mind quickly says, I can't do it perfectly, so I'm not going to do it at all. Maybe we give in to fear of failure. If we're trying to learn a new skill or start a business or even just, you know, working out or starting a new diet, we have probably evidence in the past of failure. And so we're afraid of failing again. Maybe it's because we have learned helplessness. I just can't. I'm overwhelmed. It's learned helplessness. And so we don't even try to move forward. For many of us, it's distractions. It's all the things that we need to do that seem to be urgent and important, you know, in that first quadrant of urgent and important, and they're really not. 
We think they're urgent. We think they're important, but they're not as urgent and important as the task that we know we need to do. Or it could be just simply our desire for comfort. We don't want to get up and do it. We don't want to do it. Here's the problem. We choose the immediate comfort of now, and in the end, we create more discomfort because the tasks we really needed to do are put off. And instead of just doing them, we actually suffer longer with the discomfort of putting it off. If we would just have done something in the beginning of the day, rather than saying, yeah, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, we would have done it and it would be over with. And all of that discomfort emotion would not be there. The problem with procrastination is that it actually doesn't help us feel better. It hurts us in the long run because like I said, we create more stress, lower self-esteem because we're proving to ourselves that we can't, we're not good enough, we fail, and we find continual evidence that we just can't get things done. So here are some of the most common side effects of procrastination. It increases our anxiety. It increases our feeling of overwhelm because our mind is going clickety-clickety and we know we've got to do those things, but we don't actually do them, so they stay in our brain. As soon as we do the thing, it's gone. We eliminate it. We move on to the next thing. Another common side effect is that we may have relationship issues with people because they may be waiting on us or we're always in our head thinking about what we've put off. We snap at the kids because we're thinking, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. We're just not emotionally available for others, whether it's our children or our spouse or our friend. I know many women struggle with their relationship with their spouse because they put off a whole bunch during the day and they see their spouse at the end of the day and they're not available for him, whether emotionally or physically or anyway, they're just not available. They're so busy doing all the things that they put off that they have no time or space for him. Our emotions which is what drives procrastination. Our emotions cannot control us. Our emotions are not reliable. They don't seek the best for us, so we can't let them control us. When we feel, that's an emotion, right? When we feel dread to do a particular thing, we don't want to feel that dread, so we put off the thing. But actually, we prolong that dread. Only when we think with our prefrontal cortex, not our habit feeling brain, the one that just automatically comes to us, but rather we think intentionally and we use our prefrontal cortex, when we use our thinking part of our brain, that's when we can actually get things done and eliminate or greatly reduce all those negative emotions. I want to talk about distraction for a minute. Distraction is another very common driver of procrastination. If you want to stop procrastinating, it's important to eliminate any distractions that might keep you from getting things done, like scrolling or texting or just five minutes on Facebook, or maybe it's just talking to others. Maybe you talk too much 
And you're actually procrastinating the things you need to do because you're talking to people. So distraction is doing almost any other task than the one you need to do. Even if it's a good task, if you choose to do it so that you can alleviate the discomfort of the thing that you don't want to do, it's actually distraction. Maybe you're a person who overextends yourself with too many activities. When I taught in school, there were always those moms who showed up and did everything. And people loved them and we were very grateful for their help. And we knew that if we asked them to take charge of something, they would take it. We didn't have to worry about it anymore. Some of the moms had their priorities straight and their home life was calm and orderly. And they knew they had the bandwidth to help out at school or maybe it's help out at church or whatever, help a friend. But there were also some moms who showed up to do all the things and their life was chaotic at home. I know, I taught their children and children talk about what's going on at home. Those moms used outside activities and the perceived importance of them or maybe how their involvement made them feel to procrastinate the very basics of running their home. Procrastination makes you feel overwhelmed, incapable of taking charge of your life, which in turn destroys your self-confidence. But when you say no to the short, immediate, negative feeling of taking charge of your life, of making the right decision to do the thing that needs to be done at the time you scheduled, that will actually make you feel strong, competent, and capable. We have to understand that really procrastination is about emotions and not productivity. It's not about laziness, but it's about how we feel. The solution doesn't involve downloading a time management app or learning new strategies for self-control, although those could be helpful if you're one who sticks to the schedule once you write it down. But really it has to do with managing our emotions in a new way. Now, I want you to remember that the initial negative or resistant feeling lasts 90 seconds. Biologically, it lasts 90 seconds. And I know you're saying, no, 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 no. I have felt it way longer than 90 seconds. Well, when we do that, when we do feel a feeling longer than 90 seconds, it's because we're ruminating over it again and again and again on a particular thought. And that's why it lasts longer. Biologically, it lasts 90 seconds. But we keep rethinking and reactivating that emotion so it could last all day. And that's my point. Do you want to do that? Do you want to spend your time and energy reacting negative emotion all day long? Or do you just want to push through the feeling or the inertia and get into action? When you do, the resistant feeling immediately goes away. So be curious about why you're procrastinating and then solve the problem. Challenge your emotions. We call it eat the frog, right? Do the big thing first. I needed to figure out how to do my morning prayer. And rather than putting it off and putting it off, I get up early. I go to 630 mass. I do my prayer immediately. I do not leave church until my prayer is done. And then I have peace and comfort and connection with God all day long. 
and I can get my other things done. So do the thing that you procrastinate, whatever it is, and it may change from day to day. Decide the night before to do it first in your day if it's possible. First. Remind yourself when you feel like you want to procrastinate, you want to put something off, remind yourself that that feeling will go away in 90 seconds. Or you can choose to reactivate it for the rest of the day. Don't do that. You live with emotional regulation, emotional control. We ask it of our children all the time, and yet we don't live it. We have to regulate our emotions. So here's a couple of suggestions on how to do the task that you really don't want to do. First, break down the tasks into small bits and then schedule it. Schedule it and be honorable to yourself. I read as I was doing some um, research on procrastination, there's um, a psychologist who said that procrastination is actually self-harm. I thought, ooh, that's, that's pretty strong. But in some ways, I think it is. When we procrastinate, we harm ourselves. We create a more difficult day of emotions. So be honorable to yourself. Do what you say you're going to do. And by the way, that increases your self-confidence and your self-esteem. And remind yourself that if you put off a task that needs to be done, you still have to do it. It will just be hard to do with more negative feelings than the initial resistance to not do it. We also want to see how we can help our children stop procrastinating. Children usually procrastinate because they prefer the feeling of now or the action of now over the perceived unpleasant feeling of doing the task or of stop doing what they're supposed to be doing. Another reason why children procrastinate is that they're afraid they'll do the task wrong or badly. So here are a couple of suggestions. Set a timetable or boundary or an expectation for the task. For instance, you can't watch TV until you finish your homework. You can't go outside until your chores are done. Set a deadline. You can also break a large task into small achievable chunks and agree when each part will be done. For instance, if you want your children to clean their room, to say, go clean your room is overwhelming. And most children are like, I don't even know where to begin. So break it down for them. Number one, clean out your drawers. What does that mean? It means take everything out. If you don't wear it or if it's too small, put it in this bag. If you like it, fold it and put it away. Go through all your drawers, throw out junk that's in there. Then the second thing would be tell them, clean your closet. Same thing. Get rid of things that you don't use, throw things away that you don't want anymore. The next thing is to clean out from under the bed. There's always things under the bed. So it, that's not in order, but that's a way of chunking down the big project of clean your bedroom. And it helps children when they see it, you know, chunked down like that in steps, it helps them regulate their emotions to go do each step one at a time. When you help your children find a solution to their procrastinating, you're actually teaching them a skill that they can use as they grow into adulthood. And always remember that we model for our children the virtues or the bad habits. So when you get that sense of dread and you want to procrastinate something, just breathe. Remember, this is just a 90-second feeling. 
I'm going to go do it and it will be gone in a nanosecond. When you want to procrastinate, the answer is to get up and do. All right, everyone, take care. Have a great week and I will see you next Thursday. (laughs) Bye. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.